Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. Come on. And so we're going to, how about we read the word together? Is that all right? Y'all can participate. Amen. So we are John chapter 13, verse 4 through 8, and then 15 through 17. And the word of the Lord reads, it says, for he, he rises for supper. I'm sorry. Let's, uh, we at verse four, yeah, four through eight. And then we're going to do 15 through 17. Amen. So he rises, he rises, uh, he rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was guarded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter. And Peter said unto him, Lord, doest thou wash my feet? And Jesus said unto him, What I do thou knowest not, but thou shalt know hereafter. And Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I wash not, that has not part with me. Go down to verse 15. He says, for I have given you an example that you shall do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is no greater than his Lord. Neither is he that sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Amen. And if I had to give you a topic on today, the topic is poor out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The topic today is pour out. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is saying it is time for us to pour out. Hallelujah. Can y'all just give God a hand clap right there. Amen. Say, God, this is my season, God, to just pour out. Amen. 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 Thank God for the twins. Amen. They clap their hands. Amen. God is saying this is a season for us to pour out out amen as we're talking about worship amen god is bringing us to a place where he wants us to begin to give out to him amen and as we're talking about worship i say god you know where are we and god said yes he said now that i've dealt with the people about getting in place and what keeps pulling you out of place and what's enticing you out of the presence of god but as you go into the presence of god this is the time now that you got to begin to pour somebody said now it's time for me to pour out. You know what? Because a lot of us today are so full of so many things. Amen. Right now, if we had to put uh, we had to put a gauge on you to see where you are. Some of y'all are full to the brim. Amen. Hallelujah. Full with life things and issues and all these things that's going on in your life and things in your family and things in your mind and all these different things. What's going on in your finances? What's going on at your house? What's going on with your children? Come on. When we had to really put a gauge Come on, some of y'all, come on, let's be honest today. Say, I, I know my gauge will roll over, amen. I already know my gauge. Come on, glory to God. And, and I know it already was spilled right on over. Come on, glory to God. And God is saying some of, some of you are just full. Amen. I've been there. I know what it is, amen. When you're trying to talk to people, you're so full, it just spill it all out. <laughs> 
you try to you you try to just have a a a, a good day. You like Lord, everything just spill it all out. Come on, glory to God. You ever just had to have a good conversation? You like I'm not gonna tell them about my issues. I'm just gonna be all right. As soon as you start talking to somebody, you couldn't help it. It just started spilling all out. Y'all know what I'm saying? You're like. Talk, I didn't mean to tell that. <laughs> I did not mean to tell all of that. You know, because we're so full. Amen. Hallelujah. So full of so many things. You know, I, 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 I remember a time where I was going through something so challenging in my life. And I remember one of my old bosses and she, she looked at me and she said, uh, I thought I was holding it together. You know how we think we hold it together real good, right? And I, I thought I was holding it together real good. And she said, uh, she said, Katrina, you okay? I said, mm-hmm. She said, you don't look right. You don't look like something, like something ain't right. And when she said that, it's like I took a moment to look at myself. And I'm telling y'all, I just begin to cry and cry. I was at work. I cried. I was so full of everything that I have been dealing with in that moment in my life. And I just begin to just cry. And I like, you know, I said, I need to go home. I said, cause I, I couldn't even get myself together and I needed to go home. And when I went home, I began, I said, I can't wait to get to my house because I'm gonna lay down on my floor and I'm gonna begin to cry out to God. I said, that means that I got so much going on in my spirit that I need to get this out to God. Amen. And so that's what God is saying to us. It is time for us to pour out. Amen. Not so much pour out to people, but it is time for us to pour out to him. Come on, say, God, I got to pour all of this out. Amen. Hallelujah. I got to get all of this stuff out. Glory to God. And so I love this because right in this in, in this passage, Jesus, he knew if you go to the beginning of chapter 13, it says now before the feast of the, Jesus knew that the hour had come. So Jesus knew at this point that it, it was about to be a transitioning in his life. Uh, if y'all know my, my reference scriptures for, um, as we're going into this sermon series, God, it gave me John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. I pray that you had read it throughout the week. I know Elders was talking about how the scripture was just in her spirit, but all week long, I pray that you guys are going back and y'all reading the scripture. Um, John chapter 4, verse 23. Is verse 23 and 24, and it says, But the hour come, and now is, when a true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. And so he says, The hour is cometh. Amen. This is the time. And I love this because if you go back to, to John 13, it says, Now, you know, Jesus knew that the hour was come. Amen. So Jesus knew that this was a time of transitioning. And even as our scripture, the Lord said, Now is the time. The time has come, and the time is now. Hallelujah. This is a time for you to transition. Glory to God. You already know it. Jesus knew it. You already know it. You know how you know it? You tired of being where you are. 
You know how you know it? You're like, this is expired. I, I'm not even, it, it's not even okay no more. You know how some things just okay? And after a while, you're like, this is not okay anymore. Come on, glory to God. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, Florida campus. That means it is time for us to transition. If you sit here today saying, God, this ain't okay no more. It was okay, but now we're ready for the growth. Come on, somebody say, God, we are transitioning. Hallelujah. Come, hallelujah. The time has come. Glory to God. Jesus knew it. He sat there and he knew it. He said, This is the time. The time is here. That means that something is ending and new things beginning. Somebody write that down. That means that something is ending and new things are beginning. Hallelujah. Some things is ending and new things are beginning. Hallelujah. That's right. Hallelujah. Some new things are beginning. Come on. There's some things in your life God is saying it is time for those things to end. What things? The cycles. The cycles in your life, it is time for those things to end. Come on, somebody. And new things begin. I'm trying to move on. Amen. But that's not it. That, that hit my spirit real good. That there are some things, some cycles that must end and new things begin. That's why it's so important that we learn and get into that place of worship. Because worship is that place where it burns away that old stuff. Things have to end, and then new things begin. And so that is the time of transitioning in your life. We hear transition, we get nervous, because we're going to talk about this a little bit. Is that, that people get nervous when there's a transitioning, when there is something new coming. Amen. And so something was time for something to end and something new to begin. And so I love it because Jesus knew it was time. And, and, and verse 2, they talked about how, you know, as the supper um, was ending, how the devil came in the heart of Judas, you know, and put it to the heart of Judas. You know, and, and I say, God, you know, to portray, to portray Jesus. And, you know, I say, God, you know, right in this moment, even as we were talking about it, remember last Sunday about the things, how the devil come, how, how he came and whispered in Eve's ear, and how he's always trying to pull you outside the presence of God. Judas is sitting at the table with Jesus. Come on now. He had access that other people didn't even have. Come on, he was in the in crowd. Some of y'all know, you know, you always want to be in the in crowd. Amen, glory to God. Tell somebody, I'm in now. Come on, glory to God. I'm grafted in. Come on, I got a seal on me, so I don't have to try to be in the in crowd with people, but I am on the in crowd with God. Amen. I am on, I am on the side of the Lord. Hallelujah. I am chosen by God. Judas is sitting at the table with Jesus chosen and while he's there in the presence of Jesus the devil come in Lord have mercy God there you go he come into his mind come in and speak into his mind y'all saw that he got into the heart he got into his heart then he could speak to his mind 
Anybody know what I'm saying? Come on, the devil got all kind of plots and plans to get into your heart so he can get into your mind. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He got all kind of plots and plans. I'm talking about you can come up out of your sleep. The other night I came out of my sleep. I mean, some old crazy thought. They ain't for you. So-and-so ain't for you. I said, what the world? Where did that come from? That was not from God. Whatever I was dreaming or whatever it was, come on, in the next month, I said, the blood of Jesus. I said, devil, you won't be in here talking to me while I'm trying to rest. Trying to whisper stuff into my my, my, my ear and get it down in my heart. And then when I see that person, I'm talking about, Acting funny and rolling my eyes. Because now you done put something in me, in my heart. Come on, just that fast. When he was with Jesus, in the presence of Jesus, here come the devil putting something in Judas' heart so that Judas can betray Jesus and do Jesus wrong. My God, he's supposed to be loyal to him. Y'all watch the ones, remember God told us in the next three months it's going to be relationships. Be careful how the devil, y'all hear me now, y'all hear me. Be careful how the enemy will try to speak things to you about people you're supposed to be connected with. Oh, Lord. Oh, that's a good, that, that was a good one right there, y'all. Come on. In the next three months, you got to be careful about the things that the devil will speak to you about people you're supposed to be connected with. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if God said he built a relationship, you don't think he going to try to tear down relationship? Well, I heard it, so I, I know I was thinking it. So I know it came, from, it came from somewhere. It came from God. It came from the devil. It came from the devil. That's where it came from. Oh, God. That's where it came from. The devil have you suspicious. The devil have you looking through phones. <laughs> the, de the, de the devil have you all dressed in black, hiding behind trees. Come on, Minister Marco. We done been down hiding. Tell me, I, I know they're doing something. <laughs> Somebody's right there, right there. I know that. I know they up to something. I'ma find it out. Come on, glory to God. He'll have you. He'll have you doing all sorts of things because he'll speak that stuff to you, especially with relationships that God ordained and put together. Especially relationships that's going to help you to grow. That relationship between Jesus and Judas, it was for Judas to grow. Come on. It wasn't for him to destroy. Stop destroying relationships off of stuff the devil speak to you about. Lord, hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. I'm staying there because it's good. Hallelujah. That's right. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. I got me an amen quarter. I don't need nobody else today. Amen. I got me an amen quarter. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's right, babies. That's right. I got me an amen quarter. So listen, you know, we, we have to make sure that 
we're allowing God, we're, we're being protective. That's why it's so important to be in the place of prayer and the place of worship. Like I said, just that quick, I woke up out of my sleep, and it was clear, like so-and-so and so. Yeah, that wasn't God. I had to really think about it. I said, God, where did that come from? I want to say it again because I hate the devil, and I hate the, 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 the little games he played. Come on, glory to God. And, and he don't stop. He don't, he don't quit. Come on, he, he, he thinks of all kind of things to do to break up relationships. That God is ordained. Come on, Prophet Benita tell you, me and her started off, we did not have the best relationship. It was over something so, I mean, it was about a parking space. I came out and I said, you can't park there because that's pastor's parking. But she said the way I said it. And so it started us off on the wrong, wrong foot with one another. It took us a while to get close. And when me and her begin to get close, that's my sister for real. Our birthdays are like one day apart. One day apart. Same year. And so when we, we, when we start to connect, we were just so much alike. We just, that's my sister. And we needed each other through a lot of things. A lot of things we walked through. We needed one another. We prayed together. You know, and still to this day, I told us I'm coming to Charlotte. She said, you come to my house for dinner, you know, because we, we've been through so much together. And I just want to say that because, and I'm going to move on, but I just wanted to put that out there is that a lot of times when God has something ordained for you and a person to do together and God has blessed it, come on, the enemy will always find ways to try to divide it. That's why it's marriages. Come on, glory to God. You have to pray for marriages. People say they want to be married, but you don't even know what all it takes to have a godly marriage. You have to keep fighting the devil off. Come on, married folks. You. You got to steady. You got to steady be fighting the devil off. Come on, hallelujah. He'll tell you all kind of stuff. Come on. You do. And so people don't understand when God, come on, say, God, God, I thank you for relationships in my life. God, I'm going to be mindful, God. God, I'm going to be listening to you. I'm not going to let the devil come in and mess up relationships. All right, saints. I don't want next month you telling me something about I don't like them no more. I don't deal. I'm going to say, now go back to that word I told you a month ago to fight the devil off and don't let him come in. Come on. And whisper things into your heart and into your mind. Come on. Hallelujah. To tear up relationships. Amen, saints. So look at this. So that's what, so, so what happened is that Judas got off. And Jesus said, he know the Father. He said, I know he gives me all things in my hands. And, and, and so uh, Jesus is going through all these different things. And it says in verse 4, he rises up from supper. So all these things that Jesus is dealing with in this moment. Come on, he's finished. They finished. He, he, he knew the hour was come for him to transition. You know, it's a place of uncertainties. Jesus didn't know all the answer, but he knew what God had said. He knew he was sensitive to the Lord. He was sensitive to God, but he didn't know all the answers. He was just walking this walk. He was just walking it by faith. He said, I know God, but you know what? God put all things in my hand. I know where I got the end. 
I know where I start. I know where I'm going at the end. But it was things he was just uncertain of. Somebody say, it is some things I'm uncertain of. Come on, glory to God. There was some things I'm just uncertain. I'm just uncertain. Come on, hallelujah. Some things I'm just uncertain. Hallelujah. And so it was some things that he was just uncertain with. And then it says that, you know, the devil had not came in the room. So the devil that came in Judah's heart, all these things are going on. But at this time, Jesus got up. He rised up. Come on, somebody say it's time to get up. My word to you today, it is time for you to get up. Yes, we're talking about going into worship. But first you got to get up out of this place. Amen. Now it's time for you to move on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is time to get up, and it is time for you to move on. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it one more time. Now it's time for you to get up, and now it's time for you to move on. Come on, if you got to grab up, come on, hallelujah, hallelujah, say, God, I got to grab up and pull myself up. God, keep pulling me up, God, but I got to get up out of this. Woo, hallelujah, God, I got to get out of this because I'm buried in this stuff. I'm buried in my issues. I'm buried in what's going on around me. I'm buried in all my thoughts. Come on. I'm buried in this stuff. You know, the one thing and then the next thing and then this thing. Come on. And I'm buried in this stuff. But you got to say, God, today, God, pull me up. Hallelujah. It's time to get up. It says to rise, meaning to awake from a sleep to be lifted, to stir up, my God, to awake from a sleep. You know, the new thing is now, are you woke? But the truth is, we, some of us are not woke. We, we ain't talking about all the other, the culture stuff. We're talking about in God. Are you woke in God? Or are you asleep? Are you awoken? Are you saying, God, you know what? You can do anything, God. God, I, I, you know, I got faith. Un, uh, I'm talking about faith that I can believe you to do anything. God, you're going to make this way today. God, you're going to open this door today. Oh, I got faith today. I believe in you. Come on, hallelujah. Or are you awoke in your faith? Come on, hallelujah. Or are you still asleep? God, I believe believe you go heal my body yep god you gonna do it today god you a healer come on are you believing god all right are your face sleep almost to the place of death <laughs> lord is it almost to the place of death What happened to your faith? Somebody write that down. What happened to my faith? What happened to my faith? What happened to me believing God that he going to save people? God believe that you're going to bring people into the ministry. God, we got to me. God, I don't see none. Where is your faith? 
Did you wake up this morning and say, oh, God, you about to bring some people in. They're going to get saved today. Hallelujah, God. You're going to save souls today. Oh, what's your faith just? Let me get in my clothes, Amy. Lord, I'm so tired. Oh, I'm so sleepy, Lord. Lord, let me hurry up. Let me see if I can get me some hair together, Lord. Let me see, God. Faith dead. Faith still ready for you to use it today. The Lord has given unto everyone what? A measure of faith. You already have a measure of faith. It's not that you don't have no faith. I ain't got no faith. No, God already gave you a measure of faith. It's just that you're not using it. Lord have mercy. What happens, Mr. Marco, you let a car sit there for a long time, they'll crank it up. Go dead. You try to put some gas, it, it won't even start. It's like, <laughs> my God. So when you don't use your faith and you just let it just sit there, it's just like it's just dead. Somebody say, God, I'm getting jump started. Go jump start me today, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I need a jump start today. Hallelujah. Today, I'm going to start walking in faith. Today, hallelujah. Today, not tomorrow. Today, hallelujah. Today. I'm looking for supernatural faith. You got to have faith to rise up. At this point, you don't think Jesus needed faith to rise up? And look at what he rises up to do. He, he rises from supper. He laid aside his garment. He took his towel and he's girded himself. So what he did is he put his garments to the side. He said, because I, I got it's something I got to do. This is my transitioning time. I, it's some stuff I got to do. So what he did, he removed anything that was about to hinder him. He said, all I need is this towel. The them garments, these nice garments, let me put that right on the side because it may hinder me. Some of you got so many things that's hindering you. hindering you from getting into a place with God to transition into this place into worship so many things this has been the hardest I'm telling y'all every time I keep wanting to preach on worship God be like they're not they're not they they <laughs> y'all not that's what he said y'all y'all not I say it is them it's them Jesus he said y'all not You're not. So many things hindering you to even get into a place of worship. I know y'all said, Lord, Pastor, these words been hard. That's okay. I'm going to stay on y'all neck. I'm going to stay on your neck all the way to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay on your, I'm, I'm not going to ease up. I, I'm not going to ease up, El 
dress. I'm not. Let me tell you why. Because God said, you know what? Because I thought about it. I said, Lord, the saints said the word be coming so hard. They be trying to get it together. And you know what God reminded me of? New Kurt. God said, remember when apostle used to preach and y'all used to cry every single service. He would preach so hard, saints. We would cry. We would literally cry. In the middle of the word, we sitting there. A mess. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to keep preaching like that till y'all go bring in the souls. When y'all fill this church, then I'm going to stop preaching hard on y'all. <laughs> that's what he said. He said, when y'all fill the church, then that's when I'm going to stop preaching hard on y'all. I said, oh, we was like, oh. Oh, don't say no more because we about to go out and get the souls because you know we not about to keep doing this. But it made me who I am. I have, a, I have, not, I have not spoken to him well, in two years, to hear him rebuke me. I spoke it to him, but I haven't had a rebuke from him. But I had a rebuke from him because it's always, it's, it's constantly in my ear. Come on, come on, hallelujah. And it's constantly in my ear. Hallelujah. That thing deep down in my soul. Come on, it's deep. Come on. And so he done did it enough to even when I want to go do certain things, I remember him, what he says. I remember his voice. I remember what he said. Uh-uh. Now, as you know, that's all. That's somebody laughing the other day. And uh, he'll say, you know, that's off, 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 off. He'll say off three times. And I just laugh because he will say it's off. So that's in my ear. If I go do something that's just crazy or say something out of the way, I say, I right, hear that's off. And you know that's off. That's off, off, off. <laughs> I like, amen, Lord. <laughs> but let me get back on, guy. And that's off, off, off. Amen. And so, you know, God said, don't keep preaching the word. Kill their flesh. If they cry, let them cry. Let them cry till they get it right. Let them cry till they keep coming to the altar and getting themselves together. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God, saints. Look at this. So, so many things hindering you jesus said let me put this stuff right on let me take this garment off let me get my towel because i got work to do but we'll keep all the garments on just hindering ourselves you know what god said he said you want to keep covered because you're afraid to go where you don't know you don't know let me say it again you keep covered because you're afraid to go after what you don't know. You're so afraid of going after what you don't know. So you'll stay covered. God, I don't want to go into worship because I don't know what's in. I don't know what's going to happen. I go in there. I don't know what's going to come out of that. I might be, I might come out of that and don't want to do the things I was doing before. I might come out of that and I might have to lose some friends. I might come out of worship. Come on, glory to God. And you deal with me and I can't have no bad attitude no more. I like having a bad attitude. Oh, Lord. 
Some things might happen to me. I may never be able to go back to my comfortable self no more. Oh, uh, uh, we don't want to tell her that I'm a, I, I, I'm a little afraid to go to worship. Oh, God. To afraid, so afraid to go after what you don't know. Some of you are right there. You afraid to go after things that you don't know. If I know, I'll do it. If I know how it's going to go, then I got that. That's why we love comfortability, because we know what's there. But when you have to go after a job that you don't know, that's scary. When you have to go after something that, you know, go before people you you don't know, and you got to open your mouth and speak, that's scary. When you have to try something that you've never tried before. So I'd rather just stay here and be comfortable. I preach it. Let me. Woo! Hallelujah! That hit me real good. Because that's comfortable. I'd rather stay on a job that's comfortable. Because I know what to do. I can do this job without thinking. I ain't by myself. A f- couple of y'all should have waved your hand right there. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You comfortable at your job. You know what to do. So you'd rather stay there because it's comfortable. I don't even want to apply for nothing else. Leave me alone. I don't even want to be no manager. Leave me alone. This is good. I know what I'm doing. I might be messing up some of the times, but I still know what I'm doing. (laughs) Come on. Oh, I'm going to push y'all today. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you, and I'm going to push you because it's hindering you. Come on, right now. To God, where I'm comfortable, where I'm comfortable, it is hindering me. Oh, hallelujah, God. What's comfortable for me, God, is hindering me. Doing nothing is hindering me. Lord, have mercy. I'm trying to move on, elders. I'm trying to move on, but... It's hindering me. I'm so comfortable right here. I'm comfortable with the way I got my money set up. It's hindering you. I don't need no more. I'm good. As long as I can pay my bill, I'm good. God promised us, God told us that we're going to have land. We're supposed to own things. God want us to, to, to have more, but you're just hindering yourself because you just want to be comfortable. I'm going to move on because y'all. Mm, mm. Right, mercy. Come on, let's, let's go on. Look at this. After that, he poured water into a basin. Come on, to pour. 
Now it's time to pour. What Jesus did is prepare. After that, he poured water into a basin. And he began to wash the disciples' feet. Come on, now it's time to pour. I love the poor says to throw or to let go of a thing without caring where it falls. To give over to one's care uncertain about results. So to give, first of all, you don't know where it's going to land. When you pour something into something, yeah, you know what it's going into, but you don't know exactly where each thing's going to fall. You know, if you had some, you had some fruit in, a, in, in some water and you pour it, you don't know where that fruit going to end, you, where it's going. You're just pouring it in there. That's why I said that. And so when we go to a place of worship and we begin to pour out before God, that, that's that place of vulnerability. That's why it says an intimate place. Come on. That's why worship is intimate. It's a vulnerable place because, God, I don't even know where this is about to fall. I don't know where this is about to go. Come on. I don't even know about the results. Come on. But all I do know is, God, I got to begin to pour out all the stuff that's going on on the inside of me. What I do know is that something must change change. Come on. Something, something must give. Hallelujah. That's what I do know. We spend so much time trying to fix things on our own and we could just give that over to God. I'm going to say it again because that's good right there. Hallelujah. We spend so much time trying to fix things on our own and we would just give it over to God. Hallelujah. They took away my little amen quarter, amen. The two babies, they was there. <laughs> they, they took them to children's church. But that was, my, that was my little amen quarter right there, boy. Hallelujah. I love it, amen. Train them up, Lord. Train them up. So listen, we, you know, we, we, we got to pour out this stuff. Come on, as, even as we're talking about worship, a picture of humility before God, before our master. Amen. So that's how our lives should, should represent our lives as we always stay in humble before God. But what Jesus did is he began to pour out. And what he did, he began to wash the disciples' feet and wiping them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Come on, this is beautiful, y'all. He took this situation, he turned it into such a beautiful situation. Come on, because it was a place of uncertainties. It was a place of his transitioning. The devil already came in. All these things is happening. And Jesus said, let me wash your feet. And now let me tell you something. With the disciples, they was walking around. They didn't have cars. You know, we get in a car. We still be complaining. I'm so tired. I had to drive from all the way over there to all the way over there. <laughs> to go to church, I had to go for way over there. So drive all the way to church. Okay, the disciples had to walk from all the way over there to all the way over here with sandals. At least y'all got tennis shoes. Oh, you can wear tennis shoes to church.
that got support under your foot, under your feet. But you will still complain that you got to get up and come all the way to church while you ride in air condition. I'm going to get off of y'all because next Sunday, some of y'all should be running. I'm ready. If I got to walk to church, what happened to that? If I got to catch a bus to church, come on, if I got to catch a ride to church, whatever I got to do, I'm going to get to church. Come on, hallelujah. I'm up early in the morning when the sun come up. Come on, before the sun come up, I'm up early, and I walk on the floor, and I'm asking God to do it today. Oh, you're going to meet me today, God, but I'm putting on my comfortable shoes, and I get to get a ride, and I get to go to church. Come on, hallelujah. We're so comfortable. We're so comfortable. And even in our comfortability, we still complain. Imagine how God looks at us. Next time, say next time, I'm going to get up and I'm going to be ready. Hallelujah. I love it. Uh, with uh, Prophetess Richard was at my uh, stay with me the other weekend, and we was getting ready for church. And she had the music playing. She had Thai tree playing, and she was dancing. She was singing, and it just tickled me. And I said, Lord, you know, I just remember the times we would be going out, and we would be doing that same thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you about to go out somewhere, and you got the music going because you won't be in it, in it, in it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you know. And so you you be ready, be dancing, because you ready. Because when you get there, you go already be ready. And when she was doing that before church, it just tickled me. I said, Lord, look at her. She was just dancing and singing it. You know, she was getting ready for the church service. But that's how we should be. So then by the time you walk through the doors, you should be ready. Hallelujah, God. Ooh, I'm ready to give you praise. God, I've been praising all morning. Come on. I can, I can lift up my voice and give you praise because I was giving you praise all around my house this morning. Tell somebody, I'm going to get that together. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to get that together. Amen. I'm going to get that together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at this. He, he, what he began to do is he began, yeah, he, even the disciples, their feet was dirty, y'all. They, they weren't clean. And he showed, so what he did is he began to wash their feet. And I said, God, you know, even at this point, this couldn't be just, Something that he was just doing just to, for show. You know, people do stuff for show. They just, they're going to do what they just want to do. They not, they're not, when people doing something for show, they're not going to do no, your feet dirty, let me wash your feet. No. They'll say, let me get you a pair of shoes. But they're not about to be giving you a, nobody about to go down, go and bow and begin to wash your feet. Because what Jesus was showing them is that you're going to have to bring yourself, you're going to have to be humble, humility. Somebody say humility. Even as we're going into a place of worship, you have to humble yourself. 
It got to be a place of humility. When you're saying bowing down, it's showing God that, God, you are God. You are my master. I'm not higher than you. You are higher than me. Come on, I need you so that I put my face on the floor. Come on, I'm not worried about, you know, what's on the floor and is it, it vacuum good or, you know, all this stuff. No, but when you need God, come on, and you need to get into that place. You don't care what's on that floor. You lay on shoes and everything. You lay on shoes, books. You will lay on whatever. Come on. Because I ain't got time to worry about what looks all nice and pretty. I need God. I need to get into the presence of God before I lose my mind. I need to get in the presence of God before I hurt somebody. Whoa. <laughs> right. Listen. I know. I, I told the side, so I was mad about something um, the other day. I said, these people, you know, we get mad about our money. God dealt with me, though. God's mad about that thing since Wednesday. And Saturday, the Lord was like, you are still mad about this thing. I was still mad about it, about my money. He tried to play me. They tried to get me about my money, y'all. And I was mad, Camille. I mean, I was mad that my hands were shaking. I was so mad. Oh, that means my hands would have been loose. Mr. Dolly, they tried to play. I told him my hand was shaking, it was loose. Like, you you would have reached, you would you would have reached out and grabbed somebody. I said, Oh, I got nervous. I said, Oh Lord, my hands were shaking. That I, I said, God. They don't know about that. They don't know about that. That's that's why I had to stay in the prayer. And God said, mm -mm. God said, you hang up that phone and you get yourself together. Don't you say another word. Hang up the phone. Yes, he will. I had to hang up the phone. I had to pray and get myself together. He said, calm yourself before you finish this conversation. So I had to put, I had to get myself together. And even after it was resolved, I was still mad to Saturday. <laughs> Anybody... Anybody know what I'm saying? Anybody know what I'm saying? I was still mad on Saturday. It happened on Wednesday. Saturday morning, the Lord said, you cannot still be mad about something that was resolved on Wednesday. Oh, God. I know as a pastor, I ain't supposed to say I was mad. I was mad. That's why I have to stay in the presence of God so God can continue to deal with me. So I wouldn't get up here today and then give y'all a mad work. I'm still mad about my money. <laughs> then y'all leave y'all mad. Y'all, I don't even know why I'm mad today. <laughs> Pastor was mad. <laughs> you know, you, you know, and so that's why you have to stay in the presence of God. So God can help you. But, but at this point, you know, God is saying to us, look at this, even in our uncertain places in our life, we must still pour out. Even in your uncertain places, the uncertainty, you still must pour. Because that's what Jesus was doing. He was humbling himself. Look at this. This was not a superficial niceness. I'm going to say it again. Because y'all didn't really like that one. So this was not a superficial niceness. 
pretending that you're being nice and doing for somebody, but it was not from the heart. Oh, God. I'm telling you, in this hour, I say, God, I want you to help me to be authentic, my most authentic self, that everything I do, I do it from my heart. Because people know when it's not real. People know when you're doing something for them and you're just being superficial. They, they know when it's not authentic. They know you're just trying to be so nice. It's like me inviting you in my house, and I'm just like, oh, I want to make it so perfect. Catch yourself when you want to make things so perfect, okay? I want it so perfect. I want your food to be perfect. I want experience to be perfect. And then as soon as I look down, your little girl, your little child done drag candy and gum <laughs> through my carpet. <laughs> through my carpet. Then we're going to see. What going to happen? Oh, God, it ain't going to be perfect no more. Because then now we're going to see the real you. You need to get your child out of here and see I'm mad because my carpet mess up. And honey, everybody can go home. Honey, don't y'all come back here no more. <laughs> that they last time coming to my house. Next time they stay in the car, you know, you, and then do you, then you really see what was really in your heart? You know, I don't, I I was just raised my head, Lord. I, I done been there when I did something and then it didn't turn out the way, then I get mad and then I ain't ever doing it no more. And the Lord is saying, that's not from the heart. You did that. <laughs> Just out of a place, just a suit, just trying to be nice and over the top and trying to please people. But you did not do it from your heart. Oh, hallelujah. You know where else God gets me there at? When I do things for people and I feel like they don't do it back to me. He gets me every time. I did for them. And God, you see, they did for me. See, I ain't doing for them no more. He said, well, you didn't do it from your heart. Woo! You didn't do it from your heart then. Because if you did it right, you did it unto the Lord. You should have did it unto God from your heart. Then you won't have to worry about that. You don't ever have to do nothing back for me. Because I know what I did. I did it from the heart. I did it unto God. Oh, God helping us today. Tell us why I'm going to pour this stuff out today. I'm pouring it out. Come on. I'm going to pour this stuff out today. Hallelujah. Some of y'all be so mad. You angry and holding all kind of bitter in your heart because of what people didn't do for you. People can't even give you what you desire anyway. Only God can give it the desires of your heart. People can try, they'll fail. People can try, they still won't miss the mark. They didn't get the right color. They didn't, they didn't do it. You know, there'll always be something. Let God give that to you. Hallelujah. 
Come on, say, God, I'm pouring out. I'm not even going to be bitter about that stuff. I'm not going to hold grudges with people because they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. So what happened is that he began to wash their feet. He began to serve. He began to serve. Let the greatest among you serve. This is a true example of a servant leader. He was a servant leader. He was a leader, but he served. He was a leader, but he knew how to humble himself. He was a leader, but he knew how to honor God. Come on. He knew how to do that. And so even as we begin, you know, he said, you know, he, <clears throat> sorry, and he wiped them with his towel wherewith he was girded. And then cometh he, then he come to Simon Peter. And Peter said to him, Lord, doest thou wash my feet? So when he got to Peter, Peter was like, no. No, Lord, I don't want you to wash my feet. You going to wash my feet? I've been serving you. And I said, well, God, you know, I get it why Peter, you know, wanted, wanted Jesus to say, you know, Peter was always the one going to speak up. He going to say it. So Peter, you know, he, he was the one that was going to just keep it real. Right. So he, he was basically like, I, I, don't, I don't agree with this right here. I don't think you need to be doing this. These other, the other ones can sit there and let you do it, but I ain't about to let you do it. You can't you wash my feet. Peter, it's all, so, somebody say it's always that one. It's always that one. It's always, <laughs> it's always that one, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, your children, you're like, it's always that one child. Come on. It's always that one. Glory to God. That just got to say it. The other one go along with it like, okay, that's what you, okay. The other one, no, uh-uh. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. So Peter was that one. Amen. But I say, God, you know, even at this point where, G, where Peter just either, you know, I, I understand the order of what Peter was trying to understand is that how can you be my leader? I, don't, I need to serve you. You don't need to be serving me. That's basically what Peter was saying. But even in that, I say, God, you know, what was even Peter trying to cover up? Because, you know, sometimes we want to cover up our stuff. We want to cover up what we got going on. We don't want nobody to see it. Because that could have been it, too. Could be a mixture of both. It's like when somebody come to your house and your clothes, I'm talking on that bad day where your clothes everywhere, your dishes everywhere, that day. And somebody you respect come in, what do you want to do? Oh, Lord, you about to kill yourself. Try to, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you trying to clean up everything, huh? I just a minute. Your face say what? Well, you're like, oh, Lord. 
other stuff. You know, because life we live, you know, we live in a house, so it ain't going to be spotless every second unless you a Mother Nelson. I said, look. <laughs> unless. <laughs> I, I always say that. Your house can't be spotless all the time unless you Mother Nelson because Mother Nelson, go, she, she going to clean it every morning, every night. Me? I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm going to clean it up tomorrow. Don't come by before I clean it up tomorrow. <laughs> you know? But why did I go keep it clean at all times? Amen. So even in our own lives, when it comes down to the place of worship and pouring out, we're ready to cover it up. I hope it's helping somebody today. we always ready to cover stuff up. I want you to see the bottom of my feet, Jesus, because it's, it's not nice under there. How can you try to hide from a God that knows all? Why would you try to hide from a God that can fix all? Come on, how can you hide something that is not right from a God that can make it right? He the ones that can make it right. Why would you not give it to him? Why would you keep holding on to this stuff instead of pouring it out to a God that can fix it? But God knows, yeah, but he wants you to tell him. He wants you to let go of it. He, yeah, he wants you to say it out of your mouth. He wants you to give it over to him. Yeah, he does know everything. He knows the answer even when he asks us questions. <laughs> That's a good leader that asks you questions, and they already know the answer. God asks us questions that he already know the answer to. I love it. Because, you know, at this point he began, you know, Peter was just like, I, you know, and then this is what happened. Jesus answered, said unto him, he said, what I do, thou knowest not now. Oh, I love that. But thou shalt know hereafter. What I'm doing right now in your life, <laughs> ah, digging ass. I want to throw that. I want to throw the bike and just run. Lord have mercy. What I'm doing right now in your life, that know it's not now. You don't even get it right now. You, 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 you can't even understand it right now. Come on, glory to God. What I'm doing in your business right now, you don't know right now. What I'm doing in your relationship, you don't know it right now. What I'm doing in your finances, you just don't know it right now. Come on, hallelujah. What I'm doing in your body, in your family, you don't know it right now.
today. God said, Katrina, you think you know, but you really don't know what I'm doing right now. Come on. You don't even know what I'm doing. You just look it. Just got your eyes. Just look it. You're like, all that you see, you still don't know. Peter, you don't watch me wash everybody else's feet. You see all this going on around. You just look it. Look at Peter, just look it. Somebody say, oh, Lord. But some of us, we just look it. Just look it in stuff. Just look it. Keep your eyes. Just look it. Tearing up blinds. Looking at, look it. Just look it. Just look. Peter, just. Peter shouldn't even be looking. He shouldn't even see what all going on. Come on, you should just be sitting there waiting on God. You should be in the presence of God. You should be praying, seeking him. He over there looking. Minding business that he should not be minding. That's God's business. Somebody say, it's God's business. It's God's business. I'm not going to keep minding God's business. That's his business. He know what he doing. He got that under control. Come on, glory to God. I'm going to stop minding God's business. Oh, hallelujah. I'm trying to chase the devil out. Amen. Because he's trying to have your mind always wondering. He always trying to have your mind full of so much stuff. Always overthinking till you think yourself out of what God is doing. Till you think yourself out of the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Instead of saying that's God's business. I don't pray about it. God got it. I done fast about it. God got it. I done read my word, and I said, God, you going to do it. God, you going to make a way for the job, and then you leave it alone. You apply. You put in the applications. You do what it takes, and then you pray, and then you leave it alone. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I got the, the skill set. I don't know. Well, I'm not sure, and, and what, and I don't You leave it. Hallelujah. Let God handle that. And so I love it because at this point, he says that Peter, you know, he, he told Peter, he said, you, you don't know. You don't know what I'm doing right now. You don't even know what I'm doing right now. Keep pouring out. You don't even know what I'm doing right now. Keep praying. You don't even understand what I'm doing right now. You think God ain't doing nothing. Come on, you think he just, do no, he said you don't even know what I'm doing. I'm still working behind the scenes. He said you don't know. He said, but thou shalt know hereafter. You go know. You don't know, but you are going to know. You're going to see it. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus said, If I wash thy not, if I, I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Y'all think, that's what they be saying. Christians, you know, 
Don't be trying to push over a Christian because you, you see, you couldn't push over Jesus. Stop just going along with whatever people say. The devil be in people too. <laughs> the, de the devil be in people. And you just going along with what people say. If the devil could have get in uh, with Judas and then now here come Peter trying to let the devil. Come on, the devil could get at anybody. You just going along with what people say. Instead of standing and saying, mm -mm, I know what God is saying. The Holy Ghost, it'll lead you. Lead it, guide you. What? To all truth. Let the Spirit of God lead you. To the truth. Stop taking people's word on stuff. But they had said. Jesus stood and Jesus said, if you don't do this, you don't have no part with me. I'm not about to beg you, Peter. I'm not going to beg you, Peter. I'm not going to beg you, Peter. He said, if you don't do this, you have no part with me. He said, I'm not going to beg and plead you. If you want to be, if you really want this, he said, you're going to have to worship. You're going to have to find out how to get into the presence of God. You're going to have to get into, he said, I'm not going to beg. Y'all, that's enough. Come on, hallelujah. Don't beg and plead and beg and plead with people. Some of y'all do so all this begging and pleading. Please, please, just please, please do right. That it, you ain't see Jesus doing that. Oh, y'all like that. Mm -mm. What did Jesus say? He said, "If you," he said, "He said, if you don't do this, Peter, that has no part with me." That's what he told him. He said, we got to, he said, because we suffer through this thing. Come on. This, this is something you got to walk through. We have to go through this thing. He said, because you don't understand it. Look, I'm going to go on. And it says for verse 15, he said, for I have given you an example that you do, that you should do as I have done to you. So what he told him, he said, he said, I'm, I'm doing this as an example. I'm showing you what you need to do. I'm showing you that this is what it takes. I'm showing you that you have to begin to pour out. That means you're going to have to humble yourself. You're going to have to begin to do those things. Even that you, you know, on the norm, people look at it and said, why would you do that? But I love this because what Jesus was able to do is to lay aside his title and to give love. Somebody write that down. God is looking for you to lay aside your title and show love. He had the greatest title, but he, he laid his title aside. When you go into a place of worship with God, it doesn't matter about your title. God not looking at you, who you are. I'm a minister. I'm a this. I'm a dad. I'm an intercessor. God not looking at none of that. 
I'm a husband. I'm a wife. I'm the head of the household. I'm a, God, like, I don't, I don't, none of that. Come on. Jesus laid aside every title. And he just began to show love. Come on, that's why it says to let the greatest among you, let him serve. No matter who I think I am, I need to serve others. He said, I'm an example. Come on, somebody said, no matter who I think I am, I still need to serve others. Who I think I am, I, I, I done did for people. I always do for people. I'm tired of doing for people. Serve others. I always got to be the giver. Serve others. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave us an example of how to serve others. Serve others. Give of yourself. Bring yourself down. When you, when you begin to bring yourself at a place where you say, God, I'm going to humble myself un, unto the mighty hand of the Lord. And you let God exalt you. You let God in due season begin to exalt you and bring you up to another place. You know higher than nobody else. You're not so high that you can't show love. You're not so high that you can't serve people. And I'm going to say this right here, and I'm move on. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm out here, so I'm going to go ahead. Because, and then we're so selective with who we want to serve and who we want to love. Oh, Lord. I'm just going to serve and love them five people. But I'm not serving and loving them three people. I really don't even like them like that. They ain't even nice. I'm not serving and loving them. Just them. Oh, hallelujah. Because y'all know what? Judas was in the number. When he was right there washing feet, Judas was already in the number. He washed Judas' feet. Uh-oh. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He was washing Judas' feet. Until you can get all the way there. <laughs> God, they don't even really like me. Come on, as, as, as a woman of God and a man of God and a leader, it, don't, it shouldn't even matter who like you or not. Oh, my God. That should have nothing to do with the way you serve. When God called you to be a leader, and all y'all in here been called. Somebody, my cousin was called, and Eldris is called. No, all of y'all in here is called. You all, you all, you call. Amen. So when you call by God, you don't get to be selective who you serve and who you love and who, who you do for. Oh, hallelujah. I be nice and loving to everybody but my baby daddy. Well, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. Oh, Lord. 
I got a couple of y'all right there. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you alone. <coughs> Judas was right in there. He was right in the midst, and Jesus, Jesus did it anyway. We miss it. But when you can, y'all hear me, when you can get that low, that's why some people say, well, Pastor, I just can't do it. I can't. You be too forgiving. You be too. Because one thing I understand, when I show God in my natural life that I can love people, that I can forgive people, I can be good to people, and when it is time for me to get into that place with God and that place of worship, all it does is just flow right on in. And people have a, such a resistance of getting into the presence of God. But look at the way that you deal with people. Look at the way that you love people. You want your heavenly father to forgive you, but you got to forgive others. Oh, that's why you can't get in there. Because you have not, you want God to forgive you. He said, but you ain't even forgive people naturally. So, yes, it does flow from your natural life into your spiritual life. Don't come telling me it don't flow. It don't matter how I treat people with my relationship with God. It does. It flow right on over. So God is saying the way that you serve and the way that you love and the way that you honor. You don't honor nobody in leadership. You don't honor nobody that's over you. You don't honor nobody. <laughs> I don't move on, Lord. You can talk trash noise to everybody. You can't, you can't hold your tongue for nobody. Don't tell me you want to be married and you don't know how to hold your tongue for nobody. Women of God. Women of God. I can't hold my tongue, honey. I'm going to let every, I, I, Because you ain't ready yet. Don't tell me that. There is nobody in your life. Come on, it can be a mentor. It could be somebody that you respect. Come on, there is nobody in your life that you can hold your tongue and say, you know what, let me honor that person. Let me not put my mouth on that person. Let me not talk crazy to them. Let me get myself together. God, let me pray. Come on, hallelujah. We cannot not show honor in our natural lives and think we're going to go right and worship and show God honor. God, like, you, you can't even get in here because you don't even, y'all don't, y'all hearing me today. He said, oh, it flows. You can't tell me. You talk cash noise about people you're supposed to honor, and then you want to come in to God and thank God going to be like, oh, yeah, you can come in my presence after you done. Oh, baby, I'm in your house. I'm on your toes. I'm on your neck. I'm on your head. I, 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 and I'm going to stay on it.
I'm going to stay on it. Because one time we would come in here and we would worship. I mean, we would have services and we would worship God and we can't even get the word. But now it's so much, so much flesh, so much us, so much our thoughts and our, what we want and judgment, all kind of stuff. that we can't even get halfway into worship. God not letting us in there. Nobody want to talk about that. Come on, say, God, I, God, I'm going to get this thing together, Lord. I'm going to get it together. Hallelujah. I'm moving on. Amen. Some of y'all done got sore in the spirit. You sore, honey. You sore. You everything hurt. <laughs> he said, I'll be your example on how to serve others. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is no greater than the Lord. Neither is he that sent that's greater than he that sent him. He said, he's just letting us know. He said, you know, there is none greater. He said, I did all of this. He said, but I'm just letting you know that no servant is greater than the Lord. Neither is he that is sent greater than them that sent him. You know, greater than, than me. No, he's telling them, y'all know greater than me. If I sit here and I wash dirty feet because I'm about to transition with the Lord. I'm about to be in the presence. I'm about to transition. He said, if I could do that and I can serve other people, if I can begin to pour out myself, pour out what's going, pour out in this place and begin to serve and to love people, make room so that I can love people and I can serve people and I can be good to people as I am transitioning, you can do the same. Some of you just got to make room today. You got to make room. And he said, he said, y'all know you're not no greater. He said, but if ye know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Happy are you if you do one. I'm showing you the example. I'm showing you what you're supposed to do. I'm showing you how to be humble. I'm showing you how to give of yourself. He said, and if you do it, happy are you. Psalm 16 and 11 says, and thou shalt show me the path of life, and in thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. He said that you just got to get into, he said, I'll show you the path. In thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. Happy are you. If you can just get into the presence of God, that's where your joy at. That's where your joy at. Your joy is not in, 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 in the club. Your joy is not in a man. It's not in a woman. It's not in children. You can have children, and yet they are a joy, but that, that's not going to keep you. 
Your joy is not in alcohol and drinking in a Corona bottle. Your, your joy is not in smoking and, and, and cutting the food. That's not where your joy is. It's not even in money. It's not even in shopping. It's not, it's not in none of those things. When you get into the presence of God, that is the joy that you're looking for, that you're searching for. You're feeling empty. You're feeling void. He said, but if you can get into the presence of God, that's where your joy is. And his right hand is pleasures forevermore. That's where your pleasures are. That's where that thing that's everlasting Come on, God gave us this word today because he's letting us know, yeah, you got to go this way to humble yourself and all these things that God is saying that dealt with us. He said, but if you were pressed in this place, he said, this is where your joy is at. This is what you've been seeking. This is where your pleasures that will last. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's not about where you live. It's not about who you with. It's not about what job you're working on. Come on, the joy and the pleasures forevermore is in the presence of God. Hallelujah. That's where it is. God, I'm about to leave this job. God, I'm about to go move somewhere else. God, I'm about to go to another church. God, I'm about to go to another relationship. God, I'm about to go. And God is saying, what you are looking for, y'all hear me, lean in and hear me, what you're looking for. He said, the joy, the pleasures forevermore. He said, it is in the presence of God. That's where it's at. He says, so yes, you have to take this route. Yes, you're going to have to pour out. Yes, you're going to have to humble yourself. Yes, you have to serve and to love and to honor all these things and take all of that. That's why I tell you I love worship because it takes something to get there. It's not easy. Anybody can just get up and praise. But it takes something to get into worship. It takes work. And then he's looking for a true worshiper. He seeketh at the true worshiper. That'll worship him in spirit and truth. That means it takes something from me. Oh, but when I get there, God. Ah, ya rabashi ya mama mama Oh, hallelujah, God. But when I get there, God, the joy, the pleasure forevermore is waiting on me. Amen. Come on and stand to your feet. God, we bless you. Oh, we honor you today. Hallelujah. Mighty hallelujah is the name of the Lord. As we come today, God, you know we are coming with things. We're full of so much. So much that's going on in our lives. Things that we're dealing with. Things that's been on our mind. Troubling us. And there's some of it just uncertainty of where you're taking us next. 
uncertainty of how we're going to get to the next place. We know you're calling us. We feel you're pulling at us. We feel you're pulling us deeper. Oh, God, we thank you. In this place of transitioning, God, we'll be like Jesus. We're going to pour out. We're not going to hold on to stuff. We're going to let you heal us. Revive us. Revive our faith. Build us. Sanctify us. God, we thank you that there is no other way. God, we repent for trying to figure out another way trying to come up with our own plans. God, we repent. We don't know what you're doing. We don't know what you're doing right now. You told Peter, you don't know what I'm doing. God, we don't know. Oh, God, but we trust you. We understand, God, that this is the only way. God, we do want your presence. Oh, hallelujah, God. We do want your presence. We bind the enemy even now. Every whispering imp that says that, God, your presence don't matter. We don't have to push that hard in the name of Jesus. God, we say we desire your presence. We want to be in that place with you. Oh, so God, we thank you. Whatever been hindering us, we're like Jesus today. We're going to lay it aside. Come on, by faith, I just want you to push some stuff. Just, just push stuff to the side. Just push it out of your way. Because there's some things that just been hindering. And God, we just come, we just push this stuff out of our way. We lay it aside. God, that we can have a clear view of you. A clear vision of our relationship with you. God, where it's been cloudy, God, we thank you for a clear vision. Where it's been foggy, God, and we could not see you clear. God, we thank you today. Give us a clear vision. We see our relationship with you. God, we thank you for what you've done in this place. We honor you for being God. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for moving. Thank you for touching us. Thank you for touching our minds. Thank you for touching our hearts. Thank you, God, for renewing our spirit, God. Thank you for giving us some more strength to hang on and to pull ourselves out to move on, God. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. God, we thank you, Lord. That we leave this place, but not your presence. In Jesus' name, somebody give God some praise today. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah, Rabbi, Sierra, Mama, 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 Sierra, Bassi, Hallelujah.
God, we thank you. We pour out. Through our praise, God, we pour out. Come on, hallelujah. Through our tears, we pour out. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you. Humble ourselves today. Thank you, Lord. Come on, one more time. Just give God a hand clap. Hallelujah. Amen. It's only one way, saints. I done tried so many different ways. It's only one way. I done come up with a different plan, strategy, exit plans, <laughs> different routes, all that. And we keep coming back to the same place. Because there's no other way. There's no other route. There, there is no other way. It's not. But this way, but the pleasure forevermore, the fullness of joy is there waiting on us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Well, I pray that you guys been blessed on today i pray this word has blessed you amen it has blessed me i i, I don't know what all god is going to do through this worship series i don't know i don't know but i am expecting god i'm expecting god to do something so i mean and he said we're going to have encounters with him so i challenge you this week pour out Give that stuff over to God. Have an encounter with him. But also clean up your behavior. Clean up the way that you're loving people and serving people. Clean up the way you've been respecting people. Clean it up. Clean up that stuff. Clean up your attitude. Clean it up. Give, give it to you. God, I'm going to give some more. Every time you want to stop giving, think about Jesus washing dirty feet. And humble yourself and say, mm, let me keep giving. I ain't got nothing to give. Figure out how to give. I challenge you. Find two, two times this week to give. Fix somebody some food. Take somebody out to, to uh, Denny's. They got a $5 breakfast. Want me to come help you clean your house? You help me. Anything. Stop by the gas station, get a $10 gift card for gas. So when you see some somebody say here he a gift card, you don't know that change. You don't know that can change somebody whole week. That that could do something for you. Don't even know what that would do to somebody. Right. Find two. Come on, don't forget now. Two times this week, find two situations to give. 
Not no superficial giving. I'm talking about for real. I'm going to find two ways, God, I'm going to give. telling you I thank the Lord for what he's going to do even on this week what he's doing in us amen thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchatphila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social to like subscribe follow and share content as it comes along special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry we could not do any of this without you and if you want to give or be a part visit churchatphila.com forward slash give for more information thanks so much for listening god bless